Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. And my name is Joe Oltman. And special guest with us in studio, Rayanne Weber. Rayanne, Dr. Rayanne Weber. Dr. Can't forget thank, that part. Thank Dr. you Rayanne for having Weber. me Welcome. back, Max and Joe. I really appreciate it. It's a great opportunity to share information and, and try and take care of our, our people. Well, well so we last know- time you were here... Yeah. Last time you're here, you talked about this fight that you're in. They're going after your medical license. Talk right. to it, us about w- developments. So it went from ridiculous to, okay, that we're we're in a serious situation here. So the medical censorship, um, Dr. Susan Allure, um, put in a complaint against my license for speaking out what she considered uh, medical misinformation, uh, which we know is, is just, um, you know, the propaganda term for stores. telling the truth. Um, and so that's fine. I, I knew that that would be ultimately dismissed unless, you know, our whole state is entirely crazy. Um, and someone uh, wrote in a compliment for me in, in support of, you know, hey, Dr. Weber's doing good things, and happened to state in that statement that I helped them with some ivermectin. Well, I guess they take that very seriously and decided that although this was a compliment, a supporting statement, um, they need a whole investigation into my license for prescribing ivermectin for COVID. Um, it's it's surprising because there's so much information supporting the treatment of COVID with ivermectin and other medications that I, I really thought they'd be over it by now, um, but they're not. And I've um, connected with a lawyer and found out that many other doctors are still going through this in our state, and they're trying to up the ante by putting in a letter um, stating that it, you know, okay, maybe we'll let this go, but for the next five years, if we see a similar complaint, we can reopen the investigation. So it's it's a really a huge attempt to intimidate doctors not to use ivermectin, which saves lives. And they're killing people. And they're killing people. And and what what is not what we didn't talk about last time you were here is that. I called you and said, can you please help this couple? And her her husband was in the hospital. And so you called up and said, hey, tried to get them to listen to reason. Mm -hmm. And and, um, they didn't listen. No, they, the doctor became hostile. I, you know, tried to really just, you know, be open, try to you know, share information, try and get her to empathize with what the family is asking for, uh, something simple um, that's certainly not going to be harmful. And, you know, that word ivermectin came up and, you know, the hostility in the wall came up. So, I mean, people came out to try and help this family and, you know, get the legal involved, people protesting, people trying to bring attention to this um, this man's peril, and he he did not survive, and it's heartbreaking. And he went in there fine. He went in there because he wasn't feeling well, and then she went home, and they put her they put him on a respirator. Right. So, um, and and that is a really big thing that I wanted to talk about tonight, and I'm really. Um, glad that your audience, I mean, they're super well-informed. These are intelligent folks. And maybe to give some insight about how you can help save your family members and the people that you love, um, because they are killing people. Um, I know I brought it before. Are there any other 
are there any other outpatient drugs that you that the medical board wants you to prescribe other than like the Pfizer drug? I forget what they're calling it. Um, everything else would be like an inpatient kind of like admitted kind of treatment, right? Right. So that goes to the point that the CDC and the FDA have failed in their job to protect the public. Um, in fact, they're doing the opposite. When they say that we're putting out misinformation, they are putting out unfactual information that is harmful. They want the doctors to use remdesivir in the hospital, which results in fluid going to the lungs when the kidneys start backing up the fluid, and then that's a, um, a reason to intubate or put the you know trachea breathing machine. Um, and then it's a lethal combination. Uh, we're literally at war, and that's what I keep trying to remind people that, it, you know, it's more than just this information warfare. We have a government that is illegitimate, that's actively working to harm its people. We have government agencies, not truly a um, arm of the government, but more of a revolving door with big pharma, especially Pfizer, those CDC executives and FDA that have the revolving door and just switch from one hat to the other and make a tremendous amount of money, which um, it's sad that they would compromise their values and put people at risk or openly harm them um, just so how money. is this any different? How is this any different from other off-label use? Because there's tons of drugs out there on the market where doctors have been able to use them for off-label use uses um, that aren't necessarily what the FDA thought the drug would be used for. But there's studies that find that there's some efficacy in using it that way. Like one example is I, I've I've seen that a lot of people who have trouble losing weight they'll use different diabetes medications. I think some of the Metformin, injections, uh -huh, uh, or yeah. And, and, and they found that that can help people use weight, lose weight. And as long as mm -hmm. you're doing it under a doctor's supervision, you can use it in a way that is not laid out on the label. How is this any different than other off-label use? Because e even if the FDA says that ivermectin isn't necessarily a COVID drug, if there is no other option for an outpatient treatment method, right, that you can say, oh, off the shelf, here you go, this will help you. If there's no other options, how is that different than any other off-label prescription? We've done this forever. The difference is the propaganda and the fact that our, our government agencies are falling prey to it or being incentivized to um, go along with this narrative. So yeah, we've always prescribed off-label. The FDA, their role is to give a license after a certain amount of um, acceptable acceptable um, evaluation to determine the safety of the medication and its initial use, but more often than not, we, we use them for different reasons. We use anti-seizure medicine, Topamax, for weight loss and um, sometimes appetite issue like you're, you're mentioning, Max. Um, it, there's just tons of medicines. It, it's very rare that you will find one medicine with one particular use and that's all there is to it well when we start talking about <clears throat> the medication ivermectin specifically we're talking about hydroxychloroquine ivermectin and some of the other things that they're prescribing i need to ask this question because i think, I think it's important for the listeners and the people listening to know and by the way guys share this because it, we're going to go through some information that frankly you need to know this is the problem that i have with them not giving people ivermectin. Ready? Dr. Weber, what is the, what are the symptoms or what are the side effects of ivermectin? Let's say it doesn't work. Let's say it's an awful idea. It does not work at all. It's not going to save anybody's lives, even though it has. What are the side effects? It's super safe. I, there's literally no significant side effects. There's nothing. It doesn't kill people. You could go with a super high dose and uh, they've had studies with you know 10, Headache, 20 bleeding. times the, the dose and it's not harmful 
you'd have to go out and have a whole, you know, literally a, a massive dose to create harm. They literally, they literally hand this out in refugee camps as if it's candy. Coming here. Until, until refugee, yeah. even overseas, like in refugee, like permanent refugee camps, whether it be in like Syria, Lebanon, Turkey, they hand this out like it's candy and there's no doctor checking their blood pressure every day. They say, hey, take this. You might have a parasite based on what kind of food you're eating, the water you're drinking. Take this and, uh, and let us know. They, they hand it out like it's candy. It's like, what am I missing? Our, our Tylenol, <laughs> over-the-counter Tylenol, definitely kills more people than um, ivermectin ever will. I mean, people accidentally overdose on Tylenol and have some liver toxicity and go into liver failure unintentionally from Tylenol. That's a known and did, problem. And, and did you see what Mexico is doing now? If we handing put out kits. Screen, these are the kits that they're handing out to people. Um, I, I, my Spanish isn't that good when it comes to pharmaceuticals, but I see azithromycin. I see ivermectin on there. This might be what gets Joe Biden to close the border. If illegal aliens start bringing ivermectin across the border, he's going to shut that down faster than he's going to make our head spin how fast he'll shut the border down if he thinks this is coming across. All these other countries are using it. They're using it effectively. I mean, they wouldn't be doing it if, if, they, if it didn't have some kind of efficacy. And there are studies like this one in the American Journal of Therapeutics. I mean, it isn't a, a surefire thing, but the conclusion says moderate certainty evidence finds that large reductions in COVID-19 deaths are possible using ivermectin. Using ivermectin early in the clinical course may reduce numbers progressing to severe disease. The apparent safety and low cost suggest that ivermectin is likely to have a significant impact on SARS-CoV-2 pandemic globally. And this was but this what year. you just said, the low, low cost. I think yeah. that is, yeah. that's a key element. We know that remdesivir is something that, um, that they're openly pushing and uh, financially compensating the hospitals for using the protocol, um, it, it's, that's pivotal, that it's inexpensive. Well, so, let, let's, 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 go through the the, let's go through the pieces here that, that lead me to believe that we have serious violations by doctors and by medical boards across the country and across the world. They are trying to silence you they're trying to silence anyone that stands up and says, I have a low-cost, effective, and by the way, there are no side effects to this uh, remedy for COVID-19. Right. I mean, that's we know early treatment works. So delaying treatment can cause harm, can <coughs> cause death. Um, if, if third world countries, poor countries can have mass quantities for their people available to give early treatment and maybe even prevention, why, why can't we? Why you know, do our people feel that they need to go to the, um, you know, the veterinary store and go pick up ivermectin paste? You know, there are concerns about how the dosing and the, uh, the way that it's absorbed through the skin, but you know, people are desperate and they know it works. I, I am wanting to fight for people in our country and make sure they have the ivermectin available that can prevent and cure them when they do early but, treatment. But now they're shutting it down across the country. I, I know that the, the, um, the uh, Walgreens that's near my home mm -hmm. fulfilled the, the, for ivermectin, just filled it, no problem. I went back again to get another a prescription of ivermectin, they're like, we can't prescribe it to you. Yeah. It, it's the propaganda. It's the pressure from big pharma. It's a trickle down from the CDC. And when they say, you know, oh, this doesn't work, you are, you're going to hand this out to a patient and it causes them harm, you know, they're threatening them. And the corporate pharmacies fall prey to it. They, they even if they had a good pharmacist that would stand up, well, that they're owned by a big company, they're going to get fired. So, so I think that I think the issue here is that the board is coming after you for giving people ivermectin, because somebody wrote a letter saying that you gave them ivermectin. And they're happy and they're healthy and they were appreciative. They're happy and healthy, so they survived it. They survived. And so now the board is using that as a weapon to come after you and say, "Give us your records." Is that true? That's absolutely true. They are, they're doing a full-blown investigation 
And I am certainly not the first person that this has happened to. Um, but I'd like it to be the last. Can't, can't we just go after the, the medical board? Can't we get everybody to get like Dr. Dr. Meyer, you, um, you know, uh, my, my friend Dave, Dr. Dave, I call him Dr. Dave, not to get him in trouble. Um, but they're coming after these doctors. Can't we get them all together and just go after the medical board and then sue the medical board individually, sue them individually? Right. So we could look at it as a class action suit or we could yep. do individual suits. And um, maybe somewhere in here we, we could put up my email address, but I have a new Proton email and it's um, directcare at protonmail.com. And if someone knows of a doctor or someone is a, a physician that has received an intimidating letter like this, please reach out to me so we can combine and um, help each other strategize and fight this problem because otherwise people are not getting the ivermectin, ivermectin that can save their lives. And we're watching so people how die. Do you, so ahead, how man. do you fight? How do you fight this? Like if, if the board was to accuse you of plagiarizing or to, you were to publish something and they were to say, hey, you you made up your findings. You go, you present your evidence. You say, hey, no, I didn't plagiarize. This is my work. These are the findings. Is it as simple? I mean, do you just go there and you show studies? I mean, that's how you think it would go. Because there's 136 is, studies. Is, is it that simple? Published. Well, you know, on first thought, that would be... Um, the way to attack it is just to say uh, there are studies that show that it works and it doesn't hurt people. Um, but I think the strategy now is to not play their game. We know that we can prescribe off-label. Why are they attacking me? It, is there something you know wrong with me because I'm a white Christian? What, why are they attacking me? And um, there's no way they can answer to the question of an off-label use, especially yeah. with no evidence of harm or injury. So, uh, you know, the, it, this is a, a propaganda war. It's an attempt at intimidation. And um, in the past couple of years, I have not spent time seeing patients. But now that they wrote this um, inve investigation for me, I've decided that everybody that wants to have it in my community, I want to make sure that they have it. And so I have um, visits available where people can uh, log in and we're going to get it to them as quickly as possible, as easily as possible. There are pharmacies in town that prescribe or that will dispense the medication, um, as well as the FLCCC website, which has a great directory of uh, doctors that are licensed uh, nationwide and even worldwide connecting to uh, give the protocols. The FLCCC can be um, other things to include budesonide, um, mm -hmm. many early interventions that are life-saving. So if, if we put up my screen real quick, this is c19ivermectin.com, and you can see here all the different studies. I know you've seen this, doctor. All different studies about ivermectin, and the green represents studies that have found that it helps. The red shows studies that say that it doesn't help. Of the most recent, the four most recent studies that actually had like a conclusion in it, obviously this one's meta-analysis. This one, preprint, obviously, so it hasn't gone through the full pre peer review process, hasn't been published, but preprint, they're reporting a 99.8% lower risk of death. 99.8% lower risk of hospitalization. Those are radical uh, leftist or uh, uh, radical doctors that are on the right. That that right there is just a bunch of fringe doctors that did that report. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, Max, I don't even know why you'd bring yeah. that here today. And I'm really, uh, I'm admonishing uh, you. Everyone in the comments, please admonish Max. Max, I can't. you are yeah. wrong. I cannot believe that you're talking about facts here. We do not deal in facts, Max. <laughs> Well, we do I, not deal in facts, yeah. Mr. Producer. Even next time one. he tries to do a fact, I want you to I want you to mute him. Mute him. Even this one with China. Mute him. Even this one with China. Talking. It says it's, it says it doesn't help, but it okay, also says do it, it does help. Kidding. Like even this one from China says that it's a negative four percent, so it actually kills people more often. But every other measurement they have there: deterioration, escalation of care, fever during the study, recovery, recovery time. It says it helps people. In Which is Brazil, not possible. You can't have both. Forty-five percent. Improvement in mortality. 
Right. I mean, Japan, you bring up China, 99% improvement. I mean, what are we missing here? Should I be in? We're missing the fact that we're in unconventional war, right? This is unconventional warfare. I don't know if you guys have seen the, the book the, um, the two generals from China wrote about unconventional warfare and certainly using biological warfare as well as um, media propaganda, uh, you know, a soft coup. This is all in the playbook. We are literally in the middle of a war. Not just a war on our liberty and our freedom in our country, but like life and death fighting for people's lives um, with these medications, medications that saves lives versus the remdesivir, which takes lives. It's, um, it, it's really significant that people have ivermectin on hand because sometimes it is hard to get in the early treatment work. So if you have it on hand before you get sick, the, the chances of having any problems are so minuscule that you won't have to cross that bridge or that you know, thought, do I need to go to the hospital? Um, if you wait, sometimes people have comorbidities, they have problems, and they, you know, they end up going to the hospital. And we know that protocol with the remdesivir and intubation, um, it, the, it's a lethal combination. So how do, we, how do we stop that problem? We make sure people don't get sick in the first place. So just so you so, know, I, I want to I say this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pivot here for a second if I can. So my friend is, uh, his name's Gordon. He's 84 years old. He's my best friend. I mean, literally played golf with him before all this COVID madness happened. And before I got involved in, in, in you know, stepping in the fight with, with you, Rayanne, and, and many others for the fate of our nation, <clears throat> we would play golf all the time. He's going to call in, guys. Uh, Gordon is going to call in. 84 years old, ha got COVID. He's, he's gotten all the, he's gotten the booster. He got both vaccines, right? I personally did not want him to do any of that. Um, but he, two weeks ago, got COVID, or a week and a half ago, got COVID. Now, we didn't know it was COVID, but he was going downhill fast. So he called me, and, I'm, and I, I did not want to take any chances because the way that he was talking to me, it seemed like, okay, it's moving to his chest. Mm -hmm. I wanted to solve the problem quickly. I grabbed some ivermectin, I ran over to him, and I gave it to him. Awesome. Max, what do you think happened to, to Gordon within 24 hours? I think it was like the, the part in uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory where Uncle Joe jumps out of bed and does a little jig. <laughs> it was, it was like, and you know Gordon, right? So yeah, Gordon, that's what I was Gordon's saying. like the 50-year-old, like 84-year-old. You would think he's 50, right? Yeah. And uh, he's had more parts replaced on his body than I think anybody else, right? I mean, just he is the bionic man. He is the bionic man. He's got two bionic knees. He's got he he sheared his his uh, um, femur. Oh. Dog ran into him. Literally oh. fell like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> they had to put it back together again. I I he's had a lot. He he was leaving the hospital with um, the flu. And had a heart attack as he's leaving the hospital. <laughs> Has well, like five stints. I, I don't know where to get in trouble. Attack. That's the place to have it. I, I, literally, he's leaving the hospital. He's not feeling well. And they're like, I think you're having a heart attack. Almost immediately. Wow. He had a heart attack. So well, back in the hospital. Cardiac and, history. Yeah. Complications. Multiple, uh, you know, complicated medical history. In the time. Age yeah. and in the last decade, I have literally seen him come back from the brink of death <laughs> at least a dozen times. He is like the cat with 150,000 lives. God's right? got a plan for him. Oh, right? he He's does. Not done, yeah. done, and, not done with it and, yet. And I told him, I was like, listen, I've already brought myself, I'm already on the path to Jesus. Like, I follow Jesus, but I don't know what you're here for with me, but it's, it's great to have you on the ride. But it was, I was scared. I was scared because of how he... And I was like, man, I'm going to bring you ivermectin. And I just loaded him up with, with ivermectin. And within 24 hours, he was fine. Now, he still stayed on the regiment for five days mm -hmm. just to make sure he, we could get him through that period. But that's the power of ivermectin. The study that says the 4% higher mortality, Max, to me, is bullshit. Sorry, Mr. Producer. Well, it's, like, it's like China 
China's economy took a complete dump last year. And they're like, oh, no, it grew by 8.9% or whatever it was. Like, no, you just you just had your entire, like, entire industries go belly up. <laughs> it did not grow by 8.9%. Yeah. Like, come on. Come on. But they, they can say whatever they want. Now, if we don't get this ivermectin thing under control, what's next? We already know what they're doing with the voting thing, right? And I'm going to say stolen elections have consequences, and that's what we're dealing with now. But at least, at least we're dealing with something else, I think. And that is, at least President Trump came out and said, he said it today, or on Saturday. He's like, we need to be looking at prophylactics, we need to be looking at therapeutics, we need to be looking at the real solution to this. And he admonished those that are forcing vaccines down people's throats. Very powerful. Well, they're not safe, it's not effective. I mean, Gordon had had the shot. um, Three times. And... Yeah, it, we, we don't know the long-term complications and we know it is, uh, has a negative impact on our immune system. So yeah, that, that begs the question, why do they keep forcing it on the population? I mean, literally people losing their jobs, their will, you know, livelihood, um, being kind of pushed out of society in some towns. Um, why would the government do that? Uh, are they stupid? No, I have to think that it's intentional, and at least on uh, for a significant number of people that are in a position of decision making. And, and how about the fact that I sent somebody ivermectin and they sent me back, they called me and said, we will not deliver this. They confiscated the ivermectin that I sent through the mail to somebody to save their life. Yeah, that's a huge waste of resources. We have problems with drugs coming in the com- uh, country that are harmful and kill people. But yet they're uh, redirecting resources to take away life-saving medication from the population. I should have labeled it fentanyl. They would have let it go. They would have let it go. let it go. Hey, I, here's a said, couple of vials of fentanyl. Fent- We're sending it through the mail. Label it like Maricopa ballots, and they would just push it right through. Oh yeah, yeah, Maricopa <laughs> ballots. Yeah, let's do, let's <laughs> do that. Let's do ballot. We push it right through. Um, so, so doctor, I don't know if you had a chance to look today. Boris Johnson, in the UK, announced that they are dropping almost all restrictions. COVID restrictions, and they are going to treat it like the flu. They don't force people to hide indoors when they have the flu. They just have people exercise, good care. Because this disease is entering an endemic stage where the majority of people, one way or another, have the antibodies. Um, so they're just going to live with it. I mean, it's always going to be with it. It's just like the, the flu that we get nowadays. You can trace it back to the Spanish flu, the lineage, right? It's, it never left. How do we survive in endemic COVID if there is no like, outpatient treatment? Right, because the only outpatient treatments that they seem to want to approve are the ones that can make the pharmaceutical companies a lot of money. How do we survive in endemic? I mean, it seems like they just want to put everyone in the hospitals. Is they're just funneling well, everyone to the hospital? Go to the hospital. Go to the hospital. If they're not letting anyone treat it at home. You know, Max, I'm not sure I totally agree with the point. Um, first off, if we could stop masking people, they would be healthier to begin with. And if they would be open and um, uh, willing to go outside and active and get exercise, um, interact with other people, they're going to be healthier, uh, more likely to go to their gym and keep healthy, and less likely to be isolated and depressed. So uh, the whole issue of COVID has always been a non-issue. We have options for treating it. It's the fact that the treatments are being kept from people. And it doesn't have to even be ivermectin. The, the vitamin D. I mean, early on in the pandemic, figuring out what a huge difference vitamin D makes, it, that was pivotal. So, you know, we are going to figure out a way to make sure everybody gets the ivermectin so they have early treatment available or prophylaxis if they want it as well as educating people that they need to go out and get some sunshine and or vitamin D, especially in the northern latitudes. 
Well, the point I was leading to is if there isn't any, I mean, ivermectin, we see it in the studies. It is a, not a magic bullet because I don't, I hate using that term, but it, it's, it's up there, right? It, it, it helps. It absolutely Max. does. Go ahead. Sorry. I'll, I'll let you finish. Well, no, it, I apologize. It, it absolutely does. I've been off the so show you, for a couple of days, so yeah. I, interrupting Max is like a normal <laughs> thing for me. If you withhold <laughs> the magic bullet, right? If you withhold that magic bullet and you don't, and you say, no, public, don't use it. That'll actually kill you more than COVID. You can force the public to be afraid, right? To mask, to hide indoors, to quarantine, to shut down schools, where if you actually allow people to have access to the drugs that we know work, and that are inexpensive and that can be taken not not over the counter but as pretty as close to over the counter as prescription drugs usually can can get over the when counter you withhold in many that countries. from people yeah yeah when you withhold that from people you are you are stopping them from being empowered themselves and you are withholding not you i mean just like the anthony fauci's of the right. world right. they are retaining the power to decide who live who how, how you live as opposed to letting people have these medications so I don't know if we can ever get to endemic COVID, whatever you want to call it, if they are at every step of the way stopping people from accessing the drugs and treatments that can make this, that can make you recover faster than you recover from the flu. I mean, like I I've had this now I, a couple times. I know I've had it because it, yep. it, it feels like Classic crap. symptoms and the, it, it, yeah. it, I've had the flu. where you lose your sense of smell. I didn't lose that. No, I didn't lose that. I was testing it. I had the hot sauce. Anyone's a long time watcher of the show. I have we did a hot sauce thing last year with the hottest hot sauces and it still burned. Um, <laughs> but when, when you withhold it, I don't know how we get to endemic stage. I don't know how we can reopen if the powers that be are constantly telling us that nothing can help you that you just have to go into the hospital. You have to go onto a ventilator. You have to buy the drugs to have the little a little trademark next Ma to the name. Max, they're right. doubling down. They're doubling down on election fraud. They're doubling down. There was an article in Nine News today by some piece of trash writer that said some some county clerk and recorder up in, in Fremont County said, come on in, come on in and, and look at the system and we'll show you how the testing is done on the on the election machines with, with Dominion. And they, they posted it as if, it's all a conspiracy because they lie. They do nothing but lie. They lie about everything. While our mothers, our grandmothers, our kids are subject to this, and it's killing people. They're just a bunch of liars. And Dr. Weber, you're sitting next to me, so I'm a little bit calmer than I would have been <laughs> otherwise because I don't want to blow you you're, out, but I'm right thinking to, to myself. Mad. I'm, I'm oh. mad too, and I really, really just want people to know that what you're seeing on the TV, all that – all the channels. I mean, I, I have to even question Fox um, because they kind of go back and forth and sometimes they're, what they put out is more um, to draw people in rather than to make sure they get factual information. But the bottom line is, as long as the American public keeps watching these channels, they're gonna be misinformed and they're gonna be yeah. led astray. So as we develop other forms of independent media, like this is fantastic what you guys are doing. You guys are educating American public. You are saving lives. And it's so important for the people that are watching now to speak up and engage the people around them. Talk to your family. You love your family. You know, you would say something to them if you thought that they were going to jump off a cliff. Um, it, People have to be informed. They have to know how to help each other and to network, right? It, yeah. People don't necessarily have to go to the hospital for everything. Um, in this time period, we've seen a, a great increase in home infusion therapy. People are getting rehydrated at home. Um, that there's tons of companies that are cropping up that will go around with a nurse and give you an IV bag of fluid in your home and help get you better. IV vitamin C. Um, people do home oxygen. You don't have to go to the hospital for every little thing. And Stay out of the hospital. Right now, Sorry. We, you really have to be armed and educated if you're going to go into the hospital. You have to be armed with advanced directives. And uh, Dr. Brian Artis does a great job of putting some um, forms together where you can check off what you do not want, what you do not consent to. 
um, because if you're separated from your loved ones and they're not going to be there 24 hours to watch over you, um, the, the chance that you will have the new doctor come on shift and uh, say you need remdesivir because every person that comes through the door is getting tested for COVID, even if you had a sprained ankle, um, and then most likely put on this protocol, the remdesivir, it, it can cost you your life. Yeah. So you have to really be proactive and come in armed with your plan to make sure that that you are safe. Going to take a quick break and remind everyone, this podcast is sponsored by Air Make Care Network, the premier insurance plan to cover you and your loved ones should any of you suffer a medical emergency and need to go to a hospital, not for COVID, but you never know, right? And it's not just people who are backpacking and they get lost in the woods or they fall off the side of a mountain or they get dehydrated in the desert. You'd be shocked to see just how many times people need to be airlifted from car crashes in the suburbs just because the traffic is so bad and it's the only way they can get to a hospital. It's very expensive. It's very expensive to get airlifted and your insurance will not always cover it. So don't risk your family's financial future. Sign up with Air Med Care Network. And when you sign up, it costs just $85 for one year. It cover your entire household and that you won't have to pay one cent as long as you're flown by an AMCM provider. And don't worry, they fly over 100,000 patients a year. So if you want to protect your family, want to protect your household, use the link in our description, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily. And when you use promo code daily, they're going to give you up to $50 back in the form of a gift card. It's free money. So again, go to airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to get up to $50 back. All right. So we have Gordon is on, Max. By the way, just so everybody knows, I am, I am, I literally am a member of Air Medcare Network. I'm a member. $85 a year. It's fire insurance. <laughs> yeah. It's probably better fire insurance for me than it is for you, but it's still really good for you. So if it's really good for you, it's like 20 times good for me because the likelihood of somebody wanting to do harm to me is probably a lot higher than you. Yeah. So, Mr. Producer, do we have Gordon on? We don't have Gordon on. Keeps hang it keeps Slash. hanging up. So we'll try and get him on. Okay, all right. We'll keep trying to get him on. Right. Um, so, Ryan, you, you, I think the last time you mentioned they were going after you for masks too, correct? Was that have, have they shifted? Have they abandoned that? Well, Just that was a different one. One thing leads to yeah. another. Yeah, that was. Uh, I didn't want to live the lie and put on a mask in a place where um, I'm openly known to be a doctor to spread the lie that this helps when it doesn't help and it spreads fear and the fear entices people to go get a shot which can be very very harmful can be lethal um, and then I got a citation which is the other term is arrest for not wearing in that in the school oh. board meeting. <laughs> oh, it's the rebel. There's <laughs> the rebel rouser. There's a weird bit of humor to it because since you've been on the show, the CDC has now admitted that unless you're wearing a properly fitted N95, every other mask is pretty much worthless. <laughs> They're not recommending cloth masks. They're not recommending just surgical masks. They're recommending properly fitted N95s, which means you have to shave your beard. Right. Just like just like if you're getting fitted for a gas mask in World War One, you got to shave your beard. You got to have it properly fitted. Other than that, they're not recommending that you wear other masks. So it's and weird. The how longer are people the going takes, to uh, deal with the hypoxia long term from wearing an N95 mask? I don't know. Because because in hospitals overlooking that in hospitals and industrial industrial settings, they warn you not to wear it all day long because you could do yourself serious damage. You got to take breaks and it has to be properly breaks. fitted. So it's weird. The longer we wait on these things, they, they disprove themselves. <laughs> I mean, but, we've been saying that since the beginning. Sooner or later, <laughs> common sense becomes common. <laughs> you're you're going to walk into your hearing and minutes before they're going to approve ivermectin for, <laughs> for, for COVID that patients. That would be great. That would be great. I mean, that, that's the trajectory we're it, on. It, it does. It falls apart for them. And then they just kind of, it seems like they try and get ahead of it and, you know, do a little damage control. Well, it doesn't really do so much for the, you know, uh, 
COVID and, you know, maybe we just need a higher level of masking to become effective when we know that it, it doesn't work. The, you know, the cases are going up. It's not getting better. So I want to I want to bring a case on of someone that actually is Gordon on, Mr. Producer. I believe so. All right, let's let's bring Gordon on and he can tell you that. I mean, he, here's an example. Gordon, are you there? Gordon, now I'm talking to you. Are you there? Is there any audio? Gordon. Coming through phone? Uh, there, there's there's <laughs> some audio coming through. It's just not working. Gordon. Not from the phone. I mean, from phone in Venus through that call. Through the we call. We are hearing the studio. We're, we're actually hearing the studio right we're now. Hearing the studio. So okay, let's take, take that, that down. down for a second, and guys, you get to hear how the how the sauce is made yeah. here. This, yeah. this is how this Messy is how process. we make it. They're, they're over there. It's in the V mix. It's in the board. It's in. Okay, good. Oh, there's nothing in perfection except for imperfection. Yes. Yeah. Um, people in the comment section on DLive are saying that uh, only medical professionals use N95s. They do get used in some other industries. I know yeah. painters that use them. I know sheetrockers that use them. Anywhere you're going to have really fine dust. It doesn't protect. They still take it off, and their face is still covered in dust. But uh, they do use them. That's why you can get them at Home Depot. But um, there's one, not one enough for the whole country for everyone no, to not. use disposable. So then what, do we have to go back home? I mean, you have Lock to wonder up. what is the, the, the motive for, you know, putting out that narrative. Is it just damage control because... Finally, people are fed up with the mass that doesn't do anything. Yeah. I don't know. And, and they got rid of the emergency use authorization for KN95s because the KN95s, unless you have the one that goes over your head, if you have the one that's on the ear, there's just a complete gap right here. It's, it's pointless. Absolute point. So they got rid of the emergency use authorization for KN95. So now there's, yeah, I mean, I guess every time you go outside, spend three to four dollars on a mask. I mean, that's a tax in and of itself. But, uh, no, there's not enough. There isn't enough. Well, I mean, that fits with the CDC, you know, openly stating that they're not really differentiating between the flu and COVID. Um, they're certainly not differentiating between the variants. Um, if anybody has truly um, qualified the variants, that's a, a question as well. But so, okay, that people are getting fed up with the testing and um, I guess finally they say, oh, it actually doesn't really give us the information that we thought it did and the false positives and remembering back, you know, we, we can't forget. How did we get here? It was all about, yeah. about the testing. Yeah. There, the people, it was the cases. It was not, I mean, people did get sick, but there's some complicating factors with that. The um, nasal swabs don't work for the Omicron variant. I mean, they can sometimes, but they're finding that more often than not, the best place to find that variant would be in your throat. And they don't want people just taking the nasal swabs and going to the throat because they could, they could hurt themselves. The tests that they are sending out to people, if they get below 35 degrees, they don't work anymore. And they're sending them out through the mail to people's outdoor mailboxes in the middle of the winter. Like what am I? What am I missing? I, I, you couldn't do this Anybody, worse I, if you tried. Stop testing. Oh, oh, we have we have a Gordon. Gordon, are you there? I've been trying to get on for fifteen minutes. Okay, so I I just want to warn everyone. Gordon will never cuss at you, but he sure will give you a his. This not working. <laughs> not the most technology minded individual, but loves technology all at the same time. Gordon, welcome to the show. You're on live. You're, everyone's you. listening to you. So I was telling the story about how you got sick, got, got COVID, and then so I came by, and maybe you could tell everyone, how did you feel after you took the ivermectin? Well, I took the ivermectin at night and got up the next morning and took ivermectin again, and by noon I was better. And it's interesting that you called. I've just been on the phone with my daughter who's married to a doctor. Oh boy! I know Brian. The thing in the world you ought to do is waste your money and time on ivermectin. Hmm. So I told my daughter and I don't argue about it because she knows how I feel. But I have a son that's got uh, 
COVID right now, and we're headed to New Me- or to Mexico. So we've overnighted him ivermectin, and I'm hoping he's going to be ready to go by tomorrow. <laughs> and, and just just to be clear, you gave him ivermectin. You sent it to um, your daughter. No, right? I sent it to my son. No, you sent it to your daughter before, like a week ago. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. My other daughter. <laughs> yeah. I have more than one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She'd been sick for five days. And what happened? And I sent it to her. She took it at night, took it the next day, and after that, started getting better. How does Brian feel about that? Well, that's not Brian. That's not Brian's wife. That's my other No, No, I um, said, how does Brian feel about the, the fact that he's he's – the wasting your money part. Oh, <laughs> oh no, I, I waste a penny. <laughs> oh, no, Brian, my nickel. Brian's a doctor, and uh, and he's been right on the leading edge of uh, COVID in in South Dakota. He was he was the doctor out of, like, 1,500 doctors put, put in charge of their whole program to start with, so... You're talking to the wrong person if you talk to my son-in-law. Uh, but I mean, the the and I had a good conversation with him, and I said, "Well, what can it hurt?" And he's like, "Well, yeah, good question." That's what I say. <laughs> what can it hurt? Yeah, why and, would they make uh, such a big deal it, about it? Why 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 can't we use it if it it might not hurt? Maybe, yeah. There there's a reason why. Well, you you've got politicians you know uh, there's some places where if you've used ivermectin they'll lock you up i mean it's just it's crazy because the whole pandemic's been run by politicians and not by what they call science is not science yeah well the, the the other part is that that i mean you got better um not bev bev's not the one that took it Barbara, Barbara, Barbara got better. Barbara got better. Um, we're, now, now we're going to have a th- Brad, and we'll see. I think what I'm sure he's going to be better. And Brad will take it too. Brad will double up. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but but you've taken it, and now you're a believer in it because you took it and it worked. And this is all I think we're asking for. And this is what Dr. Weber has been preaching. Right is let's. What kind of doctor are you, a doctor? Family practice. Okay. Yep. Jack what amazes me <laughs> is I see more and more doctors coming out, you know, favoring alternate treatments, <clears throat> including ivermectin. I was stunned. This woman I was watching this uh, podcast yesterday. It was presented by Stansberry Research, which is a uh, research firm that furnishes stock information to all of its clients. And she says, oh, I'm going, what are you going to do now? I'm going to take my ivermectin and go relax. And, and she didn't say she had, she didn't say she had the COVID. It was like she was taking it as a preventative. Yeah, that's absolutely a, an option, especially people higher risk or traveling or exposure. There's a post-exposure protocol for ivermectin. Um, yeah, I mean, the... When my horses, uh, I, I gave my horses ivermectin, whether they were sick or not. But it's commonly used in humans. It's not a horse pace, Gordon. That. You're not helping us right now because you're talking about a horse pace. You are, you are just going right into the left, the radical left narrative. Can't let you do that. I'm going to hit the mute button on you. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, you're man. Well, it's the it's the censorship, right? The the doctors that have been speaking out, they get deplatformed. Um, we know a lot of doctors have lost their jobs, had their less license threatened, and you know yep. that's pretty powerful for someone that's spent you know a huge percentage of their life going through an education process that's very expensive probably have debt, maybe debt associated with starting a practice or, um, you know, buying a nice home, and they fall victim to um, compromising their values, not speaking Well, 
What about, what about the number one tennis player in the world has been banned from Australia? He was not allowed to play in the Australia Open, and now he's being banned in France. The number one tennis player in the world. Getting canceled. Because he will not take the shot. Good for him. We need more people that will be outspoken and stand their ground and be proud of it. And, you know, I think when time comes around, time will tell. And, you know, he, he's going to be a leader in, you know, whatever the future is of, of sports. Because if, you know, we, we see, we see what's happening for so many of these healthy young people just, you know, falling over, you know, died suddenly. That There's no reason for their collapse. They should not be having mass myocarditis. They should not be having all these symptoms. Uh, it's... We know that there's um, some people that are trying to say, well, they are, you know, suddenly sick with COVID. And, well, no, it's it's not that. It's a, they recently had a shot that is um, affecting their system and higher risk for blood clots, higher risk for myocarditis, so many complicating factors uh, that they are really, really telling the young, healthy people. That's the whole story is right there. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, Gordon, thanks for calling. I will, uh, I know you're heading. Yeah, I, yeah. You could use a little help with your technology, but. Oh, my. Come on now. You know better. Yeah. All right. I'll call you after the podcast. Thanks. It's always great All to right. have you. Everyone's saying. Glad to have uh, talked to you, doctor. Nice to talk to you. I'm glad you're feeling better, Gordon. Thank I you. I thought you were talking to me, doctor. I was like, well, yeah, yeah. I just got elevated. <laughs> Yeah, I'm definitely not smart enough to, to be a doctor. For a long time, <laughs> and I'm always right. See, talk to you later. All right, take care. There you had it, Gordon. 84 years old, took ivermectin. Literally would argue with me. He would, ran. He would argue with me over ivermectin. Brian said it doesn't work. I don't care what Brian says, and I love Brian. By the way, he's a really good shot when we're hunting pheasant. But mm-hmm. he he would argue with me, and I go, well, all right, do me a favor. Go look up, go look up the, the, the uh, um, side effects. And he goes, okay. So he looked up the side effects, and there weren't any. <laughs> so he's like, all right, I'll take it. What's the worst that could happen to me? I don't have any side effects. Yeah, you've got everything to gain and nothing to lose. That, that's, that's my problem. And yeah. every one of the, I think, truly, um, uh, you know, case-studied, uh, studies that are out there show that it has a high effect, uh, effective rate of causing people to live. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the earlier you treat, the better it works. So having it on hand is just so important because it is a little bit hard to get a hold of. You have to do your research <coughs> and find pharmacies that are willing to dispense, but it is doable. Um, and, and it's just such a peace of mind, too. People, you know, they get really stressed. They see what's happening in the news. Please stop watching the news. Um, and, and then you don't have to worry. You know what you're going to do. You know what your plan is. If I start getting sick, this is what I'm going to do. And just like everybody else that is otherwise healthy, that you're going to be fine. Yeah, I, th- I think that – go ahead, Max. Sorry. No, I mean, it's just this is still crazy because this is the kind of drug that if you just called up your doctor and said, hey, I just got back from sub-Saharan Africa. I was eating the local cuisine. I was drinking the water. Can you just phone it over to the pharmacy? I don't want my insides to, like, eat me. I don't want these bugs inside of me. They would just call it over to the pharmacy. You go there, you pick it up, maybe you show your ID, you pick it up, and that'd be it. Right? I mean, that, <laughs> that would be it. They're literally handing these out to refugees without even them seeing a doctor. They're just handing them out like they're candy. The the misinformation around this, and the same with hydroxychloroquine, the idea that hydroxychloroquine would kill you faster than COVID. So, someone has to pay for this because it has been a coordinated effort from the top down to to discredit things that have shown to be efficacious in treating this disease. 
And when when you see that Anthony Fauci has profited off of this, that he is worth more this year than he was last year, significantly. Um, by nearly 60 percent. By it's nearly 60 percent. Right. So, so go ahead, because then I want to give an update on Josh. Uh, Dr. David Martin put out a fantastic summary of the pandemic, showing all the patents and, you know, what was set up years ago. I mean, even up until, you know, 2016, having patents for um, COVID and gain of function and um, even the, the test swabs. It, if you follow the money, it, it becomes very clear what happened. There's corrupt individuals that are willing to um, just make money at other people's expense. Or, I mean, certainly there's some people out there that must be intentionally doing harm. Um, you know, I pray that they're not as effective as, you know, they might like to be. God gave us amazing bodies, immune system, and we're hard to kill. We're going to be around, and we need to hold these people accountable. Do you want to put up that supplement list? I think that's really impactful. Yeah, that would be great. I'm yeah, do we have some stuff we need to put? Yeah, there we go. So go ahead and read this off, if you would, just the, what you're recommending people take. A vitamin D is essential, especially in the wintertime. Uh, you can take 75 micrograms. Vitamin C, um, 1,000 milligrams. If you start getting sick, you double it and you can triple it. Uh, zinc daily, 30 milligrams. Uh, you can take a B vitamin complex. NAC is really effective. Um, that's something newer to me and making a phenomenal difference in people, keeping their immune system healthy. Um, antioxidant effects, the quercetin, 250 milligrams. If for some reason you're taking ivermectin, you want to take it about 12 hours apart because there's a, a small chance of interaction, but so we just err on the side of caution. Um, you know, fantastic keeping COVID, you know, from getting into the cell. Uh, the um, zinc ionophore um, effect that we need to have to keep our cells healthy um, studies with turmeric as well as melatonin. I mean, we are seeing people that have been on melatonin incidentally, they're surviving COVID better. Okay, take melatonin, get your sleep cycle working. Um, black human honey, uh, an antimicrobial uh, effect and some probiotics. Um, keep your GI system healthy. I've never been a big proponent of probiotics. There's evidence. We, we need to keep our gut healthy. We, as Americans, have not been eating as healthy as we should, and that can make a difference. All right, Joe, do you want to wrap up, give an update on uh, Josh, not producer Josh, other Josh? Yeah. So, so guys, first of all, Dr. Weber, I want to say, I want to say this to you. Thank you. Thank you for it, – it's very unpopular – Standing up is, you know, standing up against what's popular is typically the part that gives you the most, where people are punching at you and saying bad things about you, um, and it's it's hard to do. And and I want to say this because I think it matters. There's no benefit to you. There's no benefit other than you caring about the people in your community, caring about the American people to stand up. Because at the end of the day, it wouldn't affect you. No, I was. Um doing fun things on my ranch before yeah. COVID happened. Yeah. And I'd be happy for this all to be over and, you know, we'll play with the fainting goats and fun stuff like that. But I, oh, I don't want to see fainting goats. Ah, <laughs> I got to do best. that. Oh, I now. have to. Ah. <laughs> but I don't want to see one more person get hurt. I don't yeah. want to see one more person get stuck in the hospital on this protocol. These people can survive this. They just have to have the right information. Yeah. Well, I, I just want to say thank you. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you that uh, you know we, my wife and I are friends with you and your husband. Both of you are doctors. Both of you are amazing. You've stood up courageously, and and frankly, I'm honored. I do call you probably way too much. And I'm like, I need your help. <laughs> what do That's I do? That's what I'm there for. Yeah. That's what friends are there for. Um, but uh, 
you know, it's the it's this unselfish desire to serve those around you. And I think that that's the one thing that we're missing in leadership and that we're missing in our communities. And I really want to get back to that. I want to get back to where we take care of each other and we can push out all these government influences that I think are trying to destroy everything that is good about America and good about our yeah. society. Community makes all the difference. So, so I want to bring this up because I think it's important because people have been asking me on Telegram and all over the place, what happened to Josh? So for those of you that don't know, I flew down to Miami and uh, Josh, who is one of my business partners, uh, obviously in DCF Guns, um, and if you want to buy a gun, go to dcfguns.com, little plug there. Um, and we're actually expanding. We have three locations now in Colorado, making us the largest single spot in Colorado. We, we were already really big before, but now we're really big. So, uh, but I flew down to Miami because he was really sick with COVID. He got it because he was on a ship with his mom. His mom has, uh, advanced ALS and this would be the last real trip that she was be able to have with her with her kids and so uh it was important for him to go now while he would just give you a quick like what happened he got on the ship that was sunday he got there monday he gets on the ship by monday night he was not feeling well he had tested out everything tested negative and he knew that he had covid he knew right away he had covid he also knew that anytime you have COVID, they kick you off at the next port. Now his mom is confined to a wheelchair and his grandmother was on the trip with him. And so the, the, the dangers of that was that he thought that his mom wouldn't get proper care. So he hid until they got out of the last port till Friday, all of the symptoms. Yeah. By the time he pulled out of the last port, he was in such bad shape that when he went to the infirmary, because he waited until they pulled out, when he went to the infirmary, they're like, you have pneumonia and it's really bad. Gave him IVs. They took him by ambulance from the ship to the hospital. He called me and he's like, Joe, I don't know what to do. They want to put me on remdesivir and they want to admit me into the hospital. They're admitting me into the hospital. And uh, he's like, I can't even walk. You know, I can't even walk to the front door without, you know, trying to catch my breath. Uh, I go, Josh, you have to get out of the hospital. You have to get out of the hospital now. Get out of the hospital. His lungs were in super bad shape. And I said, and I will come down and get you. And this is the same time that I was under treatment for a bio attack and uh, having to take, um, you know, Cipro and, and uh, doxycycline for that, which I'm still on that. And so I, I, I had to go out there in December and drive him back. So I drove him back. You know, we, we got to a place in Texas so he could relax for Christmas. Got him back to Colorado. And uh, he's been in the hospital for now for three weeks. So they went into his lungs were completely just shot. Um, and so they went in to do a biopsy in his lung because they saw someone's in there, something was in there and they punctured his lung. <laughs> and so his lung collapsed. They had to put a bunch of tubes in him. He sat, he's, he's been in ICU for the last three weeks. He finally has gotten to the point now where his lungs are healing. And um, the punctured lung was not healing. So uh, he finally has gotten to that place where he can, the, the, the lungs are staying inflated. So they're removing the tubes. And he hopefully will be home by Monday. And that will be three and a half weeks after going into the hospital. So, you know, he's doing well. Prayers help. He is uh, definitely on the other side. And I think that I couldn't get him ivermectin until four weeks in. So it was too late. So, and he had ended up going to the hospital cause he's paralyzed on the left side of his body. He was coughing and all of a sudden he, it caused paralysis and then they had to go to the hospital and then from there. Yeah. So, uh, he is good. So thank you. And I hope that gives you a good, it, it can, it can affect you. It, it can kill you. Right. Um, we tried everything to get him ivermectin while he was down in Florida. Couldn't. We couldn't find a place to get him ivermectin. We tried. Dr. Zelenko was working on it. We got him hydroxychloroquine. We got him a bunch of other stuff. But we couldn't get him ivermectin. We finally got him ivermectin. He recovered, but not before the damage was already done to his lungs. So that there's some good news on that. That is good he news. He's recovering. And you know, it, it it'd be great to just have that in your suitcase when you're traveling something unexpected comes up and and you have medication that can save your life yeah yeah 
And thank God he's, he's doing okay. Yeah, he's good now. He's good. And But over the last week, I've had 10 people that have had ivermectin, that needed ivermectin. So I feel like I'm, I'm calling... <laughs> I haven't called you for all these, so just so you know, just just so you know, I didn't. I, I've not called Dr. Weber for to fill these these uh, prescriptions, but I'm calling people. And I'm like this. Hey, I need some ivernectin. <laughs> yeah, so we gotta we gotta deliver it on the south side over here. Yeah, okay. I found I found a place where we can get it. I am literally doing undercover stuff to get ivermectin for people. It's crazy. I went to go pick up pills today. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done drugs. <laughs> I'm going to pick up pills and I'm delivering them. I'm like, hey, here's your pills. Take two a day. Don't let the DEA confiscate them. Right? I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. It is crazy. All right. Propaganda. Propaganda. And we can we are, fight again. We are out of time. We are out of time. <clears throat> but the fight against propaganda will go on. Joe, you want to read the outro? You're getting really good at it. I am getting real good at it. If I can find that. Oh, yes, I do have it. Oh, I've gotten go. good at it. Huh. Okay. So we're out of time, as Max was saying. <laughs> it's great to be back. It's great to have Max back. Um, follow us on Conservative, call, follow Conservative Daily on Telegram at Conservative Daily. You can find us live at conservative-daily.com. Rumble, DLive, Twitch, Frank Speech. Having a little bit of problems with Frank Speech right now, so we apologize. We'll get that back online. Cloud Hub. You can also find us in the audio version at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and Audible. Please subscribe and give us a five-star review. Share this episode with someone that needs to hear it. I have to tell you, the message of understanding why evil in our society does what they do is very important. If you need a reminder when we go live, you can text FREEDOM to 89517 and sign up for our text alert system. Use the link in our description as well to subscribe to our newsletter so you can get our fax blast and you don't have to miss any of the important projects that we're working on, such as the membership, which should have been out last week and the week before. Hasn't gotten out. Hey, just so the team knows, I'm still paying attention to that. Um, guys, listen, the fight is not over, but the only way we win is we all stand together. My name is Joe Oltman. My name's Max McGuire. And we are with? Dr. Rayanne Weber, and thank you for having me. Absolutely. It's so great to have you. And remember, the fight's not over, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together. It's not on here. <laughs> that was improvising. That was totally improvising. <laughs>